Okay. In- initializing Liz program. Liz, sinking. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no? Do it again. <laughs> Did it sound right? Yes, it sounded right. Do it again. <laughs> Liz. Wait, wait. I didn't do it. <laughs> Liz, sinking. Oh, my God. I really think I should do voice work. Could you do... Uh, that is going to get a strong response from the audience if we release I that. I did... Um, I used to do the voice that was the, like... Oh, me, do you want to hear my Muni one? A hundred percent, yes. Okay, okay, okay. And Judah in four minutes. You got M- the... P- M in six minutes. K in ten minutes. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is you got everything. You got the pauses, you got the stress on the syllables. I mean that was Liz. I'm a I, very I, observant person. This is that is picture perfect Muni. I know. Except I said N Judah. It's not Judah, it's N in three minutes. K yeah. K in six minutes. T in twelve minutes. Minutes. This is astounding. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm taking the I, train again. <laughs> Does it put you in the space? Yeah, you could do. You could do Muni ASMR. When you just, <laughs> this is what's going to win us that uh, podcasting Grammy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. For my for my 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 train series that I'm going to do. You know, do. trains real big right now. Uh-huh. Everyone's into trains. Uh-huh. It's, it's like trains and monkeys. It's all anyone cares about now. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, well, trains. So my dad's a big trainman. Uh, <laughs> and this is going to sound. A lot of people are going to cast a lot of aspersions for the, about this. My father, one of his one of his sort of tried and true hobbies that he does basically every night um, is he researches old train schedules and then writes them up in spreadsheets on the computer. No. Yes. So Austria-Hungary's like uh, rail line. My dad has My dad could tell you how to get from Budapest to Vienna in 1912 by by noon or whatever. He, I mean the man is the man is 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 is, is he's he also built an t- entire tiny town for trains. That is so cute. It was really, it was really good. And then he, yeah, he stopped working on it. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a family tragedy. Um, Prague, Prague, <laughs> in six minutes. <laughs> My God. My God. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing is trains are, well, we know there's certain sub- sections of society who really likes them, but people think that like it's, it's the answer to like a clean energy future. I'll tell you what, I don't care about the future. I don't care about clean energy. I care about real estate scams. So I've been buying up farmland between here and Fresno in preparation for Newsom's big boondoggle. Mm. And uh, I'll tell you what, honey, if once they once they once the Western Compact splits off from the rest of America, uh, then I'm basically gonna probably be uh, something of a robber baron. What are we gonna call it? Cascadia? Cascadia, hundred percent. It's, it's be, such right? a dumb, but it's not. We can't name. include LA. <laughs> no, dude. LA. All right. If this is really going to be futuristic, LA has to be part of a new Azatlan. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Uh huh. Okay. I think that is because one- that's going to be the future. Is that it's going to be just like a federation of these kind of like uh, compounded city-state like groupings, Absolutely. and you'll have the like you know. Acela land will be one of them. What's which Acela is the, land? The Northeast Corridor. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and all these different kind of formations. Mm-hmm. Boston is sort of uh, illiterate Singapore. Uh, I mean, New England should just be a state. I, I actually was saying this the other day to somebody that I 100% really actually do believe that New England should be a state. First of all, everyone calls it New England, so it's mm-hmm. like, hey, just be one place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Jonathan, after the day after Jonathan Richmond wrote that song, New England, and everyone was like, holy shit, we should call it this, mm. it was like, it, that it was set in stone. They have to just 
they have to not only federate, they just have to completely assimilate. Because here's the di- here's the thing. A lot this, this is what no one will tell you this except for True and On. There is literally zero difference between the cities of Boston and New York. <laughs> That's not true. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. They just have different white minorities. Okay. New York has the Poles, and Boston, of course, uh, uh, famous for their Greek population. I was going to say the Irish. Oh no, they're not white. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, it should just be one different city because the excerpts will meet someday. Anyways, you might as well just accelerate that process. We should bring back new Amsterdam. That was fun. Oh, that was uh, New York, right? It was a Dutch Yeah, thing. but we that, should just call it that. That's why skills is, uh, in all those New yeah, York words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently that's a Dutch term. Hmm. Um, I don't care for the Dutch. I, 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 Can I say that? Well, uh, let me check the chartable <laughs> listings for True and On. It looks like we are 196th in uh, which one's Dutch? Holland for news. Uh, which one's Dutch? Which one's du- well? The thing is with the Dutch. Hear me out on the Dutch, baby. I'm sorry. I'm American. You call me an American. I live in America. A Dutchman lives in <laughs> Holland, or what's the other word for it? There's another word for it, right? I want you to figure it out. I fucking can't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm literally, my brain is telling me to call it New England. Sorry. Hey, whoa, totally, just totally out of breath. I ran here. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. From I've where? Been, oh, f- well, it's, well, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you okay. don't want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> How are you doing, Liz? <laughs> so creepy and weird. How are you doing? Boy, am I sweaty. Ooh, ooh, it's so nice to see your face. I'm fine. Yeah, you look... Totally I can't normal. See your face at all. <laughs> for those of you who who can't see this exclusive live stream we're doing for ninety five dollar Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it's I make them apple turn. I love an apple turnover. I I really do. But it's a ninety five dollar rank that we have for we call them super subscribers. Where we both send you two pastries a month, one poisoned, one delicious, uh, and we live stream the little G chat. Uh, that we use to record these things. What you can't see is that my face is inches away from the microphone, which means one eye is visible in the bottom <laughs> left corner of the screen. I hate it. It's like not. A, I can't even see the one eye because the little tiny windows of my face and our producer's face are in front of your eye. You, you want to see something you really won't like? No. <laughs> you guys like that? No. Brace just took off his shirt. Uh-huh. I'm ready. Do I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Are we not going Jones mode? <laughs> What's Jones mode? You know what it is. I have been uh, what is whatever whatever the protein powder equivalent of baked is. That's what I'm at. What is that? Well, protein powder is a no. I know a, what that is. What's what do you mean baked? Baked is when you smoke weed. Oh, <laughs> so I am high basically off of that in herbal supplements. It, I am on. I am, you know, when guys would go into like little Chinatown uh, downstairs and smoke an opium pipe and dream of their past and maybe the future. Mm. I'm doing that off of fish oil. <laughs> I don't think that's good for you. That's <laughs> it, it, supposed to be good for me. It's supposed to get me high. That's the point <laughs> of fish oil. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome to Trunon. Mm-hmm. My name is Liz. My name is Brace Belden. I'll give it to you straight. We are joined <laughs> by producer Hyung Chomsky. And we got a bit of a throwback. What is this, a TBT throwback mm-hmm. Tuesday? So you guys might remember that we started this podcast to give you a left-wing take on culture, politics, <laughs> and the, te- no- the intersection of technology and, <laughs> and movies. <laughs> the intersection of technology and art and gender. Mm-hmm. We used to have, of course, third ho- third Mike Roxanne Gay. She has since passed on to the being dead, um, but we're still rocking with you. Uh, yeah, we used to be an Epstein podcast. 
We still are an Epstein podcast. Epstein extended universe. And here's the thing. There's turns out there's a lot of people in the Epstein extended universe. (laughs) Extended universe. We're all living. In the ex- Epstein Extended Universe, maybe. I think a lot of people remember when a door opened back then, but I don't think they fully understand that we walked through that door. Mm. And that door never closed. That door never closed. Although, technically, I mean, maybe it did. We can't go back. Well, yeah. whatever. Anyway, today we need to revisit some things. Mm-hmm. Because we've got some loose ends. Oh, yeah. If there is anything, listen, if there is anything about the Jeffrey Epstein case that people that people think of, it's the fact that there are a lot of loose ends, namely the death of Mr. Jeffrey Epstein himself. Well, yeah, that would be the big one. Um, but, you know, all around this case, there's basically uh, we're getting we get so many messages that are like, hey, what's up with this? Hey, remember that? Hey. What happened with this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I know. We don't know. So today, we're going to talk about all the who, what, where, when, why. Don't we know anything about the stuff that we're going to talk about today? <laughs> so I think we should begin with a little bit of a of a classic radio style. I, I think it's actually TV, but you know who's counting. Where are they now? Mm, like VH1. Yes, like like VH1. <laughs> Remember? I, baby, while you were watching VH1, I was at the mind gym lifting books. <laughs> All right. Well, where are they now? Who are we talking about? Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. He is still dead. Okay. Well, maybe that may be. Okay, I will say. Last night, I was watching. Uh, Hot YouTube sensation movie. Well, should be brave enough to say the name. Okay, <laughs> called Out of the Out of Shadows. Out of the Shadows, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of uh, intro level. Uh, I would say surveillable stuff, kind of about media manipul- manipulation and the CIA, and gets into um, satanic pedophile rings and PizzaGate. You know, entry level stuff. Um, but it's really excellent. And is it one new? of the people, it is new. It's like came out last week. It's free okay. on YouTube. And one of the people that they were interviewing about Pizzagate, like so smooth was just like, and Jeffrey Epstein, who is allegedly dead. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was like, hello, my people. Cause yes. you know, maybe he's not. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's. Again, of course, there was the there was the theory that his body was switched out with uh, one Tony Rodham. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I I gotta say, I'm sold on him being dead, but also I'm not sold on being that de- dead being permanent. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm sold on him being dead, but also maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. You can you can get a refund on that sale pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So next up, we have uh, this is a so this is a guy, Leslie yes. Wexner. Yes, Leslie Wexner. So why is a guy named Leslie? Freeze. So I gotta stop doing this bit. I know Leslie's a cool name, guys. I'm sorry, this bit isn't even funny. That's Leslie's a great funny. name. Also, you know, know you know the ins and outs of all these people. You're acting like you never Leslie Wexter. I know. Never. I just can't. I, it's a reflex. Every time I see the name Leslie, I have to pretend I think it's a woman. Just like yeah, it's like Naked Gun bit or something. Beloved movie. <laughs> Leslie Wexner's recently retired from Victoria's Secret. Yes, yeah, we covered that on the show. So he was by retired, we mean. Ousted. Bye bye. Yeah, he got the big chow mm-hmm. from the investors. Uh, and yeah, we're going to get into some little funny news about him uh, later in the episode. But so yeah, he's out at Victoria's Secret, but still very much uh, alive. So we got next Jean Luc Brunel. Uh, many people remember him as uh, one a longtime rapist uh, and Epstein confidant affiliate. Uh, he ran the MC2 uh, 
talent agency, you might call it, but uh, those of us with a more uh, scientific mind would call it a human trafficking operation mm. uh, at the behest of Jeffrey Epstein. He uh, he he hit the bricks um, last year as well, and nobody knows where he is. There's room. The only rumors that are out there are that he is in Brazil, uh, which means that um, he. Well, it's a long story with that. If you listen to our episode about him, you know he has a lot of contacts specifically with human traffickers in Brazil. So he could be there, but he could also be in any of the other numerous places that these guys... How do these guys have so much money? I mean... i just kidding. I know. Leslie Wexter. <laughs> so the next and final person, of course, is Gilly Maxwell. So... Poor Ghislaine. She's, uh, she's had such a rough time of it. I mean, like I said, the last time I we saw her was in Monaco in, uh, I believe, June of 2019. Mm. Um, looking like dog shit. Yeah, she's not usual. looking great. Horrible looking person. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, she has, uh, she's, she flew the coop, as they say. Yeah, she's on the lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, still missing. No news there, which shouldn't come to as any surprise to our dear listeners. Yeah. So for me, Liz, the biggest like thing that I think about quite a lot mm. uh, is uh, the 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 CDRs, which means rewritable CD-ROM. Uh, <laughs> I assume by your laughter, I take it as that not being true. That were found in the safe in Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan townhouse. Yeah, so um, we basically, like, we want to bring up a bunch of stuff that has been basically overlooked by the lamestream media. And this, I agree, is kind of numero uno, because this was mentioned once or twice in the papers, back when Jeffrey was arrested, pre-death, alleged death, supposed Mm -hmm. death. Um, and was just literally, I mean, there were tons of articles and investigations by, again, Phelan news media, um, like numerous ones that just never mentioned any of this again. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's, it's rather, it's, it's rather difficult to find if any of this was mentioned again. Uh, so, uh, in in a, during a, July 2019, during a search of Jeffrey Epstein's house, investigators found a quote unquote locked safe containing cash, classic diamonds, another rich guy thing. They're like little rocks that are expensive, uh, and an expired passport. Now, this is not all they found, but this is the expired passport was really what was harped on by the um, by the the Lion News media. They they sort of took that as the most important thing out of here. It was a passport from uh, a foreign country, which I think they tracked down to be Austria, and listed his country, Epstein's country of residence as Saudi Arabia. And remember, this is from the 80s. Uh, it was actually illegal, I believe, for Jews to enter Saudi Arabia at that time, although now, of course, Israel has a burgeoning uh, alliance with them. Um, and he says that he had it in order uh, to uh, prevent him from getting in trouble during hijackings. So yeah. if Leila Khalid entered a plane, she would not suit, shoot Jeffrey Epstein. I believe, in her infinite wisdom, she would tell that there was something that going fishy, uh, go, fishy going on there and uh, give him a pop from her Scorpion submachine gun. Uh, but that's not all they found in the safe, is it, Liz? No, no, you mentioned the CDs, and I think that's the key here is, you know, and again, we've mentioned this multiple times, but just to reiterate, so CDs with labels that said young, presumably girl name, Plus, other name or miscellaneous nudes one girl picks nudes, and allegedly the feds have all of this. Yeah, they have all of it, and we've never heard about it ever again. So this should be. I mean, take take a you know think about this for a second. The feds have DVDs, presumably. So I mean, one thing listeners of the show sh- should know is that every single one of Jeffrey Epstein's house and numerous witnesses, uh, basically every witness who has attested to anything has attested to this, all of his houses were wired top to bottom, every room with security cameras. And in fact, he had something like a command center in at least one of his homes, likely all of them. Speaking of Leslie Wexner, he is also a, he, he, well, 
Jeffrey Epstein also functioned as basically a security consultant for other rich guys who wanted, for some reason, every home in their house wired with cameras. So mm. take that in mind. But Jeffrey Epstein, I mean, his whole thing is that he he filmed people having sex with young girls, and he filmed himself having sex with young girls, and he just he had, I mean, uh, as 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 uh, you know, the, there's walkthrough video of his Florida home. Uh, he his walls were covered in pictures of young girls and one of Ghislaine Topless. Uh, gross. All that's actually insanely gross. Um, but this is, I mean, this sounds to me like blackmail. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that now just the feds took it back. Which actually, I think, you know, if Jeffrey was working for or alongside the CIA, it'd be kind of funny for the feds to then just like swoop in and take all the stuff the CIA wanted. Yeah, yeah, just, well, I guarantee that there is some fucking Mulder and Scully schmuck in the FBI offices in, I'm assuming Quantico, that sounds like somewhere where they do this, uh, (laughs) whose job is to day in, day out, dressed for some reason as a coal miner, to break each and every one of these DVDs over his knee. (laughs) <laughs> not Mulder and Scully that's you and me baby yeah yeah well yeah yeah true fair enough was there a bad guy in that I, I can't really recall mm, probably yeah the boss guy he, he sucked it's his job to do that um, so I mean these DVDs are out there and this is this is basically never come up again no I don't I've, no one has ever mentioned this again it seems to be completely erased from the mainstream media's memory there's one other thing that I, I wanted to mention, uh, too, that has also been erased from the mainstream media. Um, I, I This is not in our notes, but uh, I think you and I both know plenty about this, is the fact that, that Jeffrey Epstein's basically emergence into the world when he was hired at the Dalton School came via the father of current Attorney General William Barr. Mm. Now, that has always seemed to me, whenever, like... Whenever I'm, my brain is trying to tell me to be lazy and be like, you know what, maybe it's not all that crazy. Maybe it's what it looks like. Maybe this guy was just horny and a freak. It comes back to the fact that when Jeffrey Epstein was was in his early 20s, no college degree, and in fact dropped out twice, he was driving a cab in uh, in New York City. He was hired to teach math and physics at the prestigious Dalton School. I mean, by... Donald Barr. Mm-hmm. And the that current attorney be, general's father. Who, by the way, was in a prior life before becoming headmaster, uh, which is, by the way, very Chomo name, uh, of – is Chomo okay to say? <laughs> I don't know. Sure, whatever. Yeah, that sounds fine. I didn't. I was like, hmm, that sounds weird. Uh, he, uh, he, he was an OSS agent. So, okay, so the guy who hired Jeffrey after he dropped out of college was an ex-OSS agent, which, by the way, the OSS, again, the precursor to the CIA, whose son is now the current attorney general who's in charge of the investigation into Jeffrey Epstein's murder. And and, and the, the few times that I've ever seen interviews or, or even articles about William Barr's investigation into Epstein's death, which, by the way, if you think that is still ongoing, you are I got a I got a bridge in Brooklyn that uh, that Donald Barr and Jeffrey Epstein used to walk over together to sell you. Um, it, it's astounding that never once has that he actually ever been pressed on this issue. No, never once. Also, I, you know, I will say, I feel like there's only been one or two interviews with him. Like, he hasn't done a lot of press. Have you noticed that? Yeah, and, and most of them has basically, I mean, just in general? Yeah, I mean, you really don't see any, like, I feel like there was one sit-down interview that was specifically about Epstein. Yeah. Uh, I think it wasn't 60 Minutes, but it was something like that. And 40 Minutes. <laughs> um, and then there was like a couple other TV appearances he's done, but he's really not in front of the camera very much. No, and the last interview I can find with him on this, although I haven't checked in a couple weeks, is uh, with I believe the AP. They questioned him on a plane, I think, going to Montana about the missing videotapes, mm. uh, and he had said, I "Remember the confusion around the, the tape." Uh, 
the the lack of, of videotapes from the MCC uh, surrounding Jeffrey Epstein's death. Uh, they did find the videotape of his so-called attempted suicide. Uh, they still do not have the videotape of his actual death. Um, the interview basically solely focused on that and essentially regurgitated what he said uncritically. Yeah, I mean, so it's been a real, you know, I know that, look, <laughs> you and I, Bryce and I, are not, mm-hmm. you know, big fans of journalists or of the media. Um, but it's uh, it kind of incredible that there really has been no questions about any of this or anything on this case whatsoever. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's astounding. Like it feels like a complete and total, like sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy because literally there is no, there is not a single, there's Julie K Brown, of course. And there are a couple other court reporters that have been following the developments in the, uh, you know, Southern district of New York and the case that is going on there, mostly to do with trying to unseal records along with the for the victims right and and um claims towards this estate but there has been absolutely no coverage no other journalists pressing any trump officials who all have intimate connections to the case because a lot is made of trump's connection to jeffrey epstein which by the way i mean especially according to this new book that just came out uh were substantial um but Mm. they're less in a way meaningful than like the connection that Bill Barr has because Bill Barr's father, I mean, there's been absolutely zero explanation as to why, again, unprecedented, a two-time college dropout was hired uh, to, to work at the Dalton school where, by the way, friend of the pod, Matthew Iglesias went um, $40,000 a year high school. Uh, Good luck with that one, buddy. Not even that he was hired, but literally that, his son is now in charge of the investigation. I mean, that, like, you know, I, I, I've i been reading, you know, I've been getting it kind of out there, baby. Uh, I've been reading about meaningful coincidences and mm. and what, what, what they mean and if there is, if there is meaning and what, what like a coincidence even is. Uh, and, and I, oh, I want to hear more. I, well, I've been, more. I've been like, it's difficult because I, you know, I don't have, you know, I'm, I'm not a college boy. I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of the theoretical understanding to talk about this stuff, but it's, it's, there's something there. And when, sometimes when you see something and like, you know, like, you know that there's something there, like there's something in the collective unconscious, like there's some deeper layer there that like, and there's, I don't really know how to explain it good enough. I'm going to have to like do more study on this, but like. There's like another, there's an atom or something there that is that is missing that we can't see that is like connecting these things. So there's like a hidden, I guess, web, a spiritual web connecting Donald Barr, bringing Jeffrey Epstein basically into his life as Jeffrey Epstein, you know, with a capital J, you know, birthing this man into the world. Because as we know, he went from Dalton to Bear Stearns to blah, 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 uh, and then we have his son, William Barr, capping that life off. There's a loop there. And in that loop is Jeffrey mm-hmm. Epstein's entire life. So he's flanked by these mm-hmm. two men. And that... It's like an exactly, orbit. That is, that, is the, that is the... I think it's called... I think it... I, and, and any Jungians out there, correct me. I think it's called an acausal connecting principle. Uh, hmm. And it's it's it's... It's uh, according to those I've read, it is attack on Newton, which is fine with me. We are an anti-Newtonian podcast. Uh, we are purely into metaphysics. No one can prove that physics are real, anyways. So what's the point? Um, but there's something there, and I, I'm looking at those sort of twin towers of pedophilia. Uh, you know, mm. the, the 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 bar father and son, and I am, I've got the extreme beam on them. I am looking and I'm looking hard and I will figure this out. I need to do more spiritual study to conduct prayer war against them.
flying high. It's not clear whether it's sustainable. What, what, what do we got next? What do we got? I got to snap out of it. I, 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 I got, deep, I got, I got, I got into what you might call uh, a heavenly funk there. I liked it. I thought it was nice. Well, we, you know, we mentioned Les Wexner. He's out at Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret, but um, and, and you know, and we've talked about how Les Wexner is basically he basically created a town. Yeah. Right. New mm-hmm. Albany. I like the old Albany. And actually, Albany. <laughs> Uh, maybe some listeners are from there. Albany's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. New Albany, Ohio, which is basically just one large property that Les Wexner uh-huh. owns, right? Uh, it's right by Columbus, which is a uh, home of Ohio State University, right? It's a big, big state university. In fact, it has one of the uh, best athletic programs in the country. Well, uh, OSU recently did an investigation, much like MIT and Harvard did previously, looking into possible donations that Jeffrey Epstein had given Ohio State. Now, why would Jeffrey Epstein give money to Ohio State? That seems like a random school. It has nothing to do with MIT. It has nothing to do with Harvard or science or all of those things, The sweatshirt schools he liked. Yeah. Um, Well... That's why I bring up Wexner, because Wexner is also uh, a big donor at OSU, and in fact, has been a very robust donor for decades of the famous athletic department. So I think there's more to this story. OSU released its investigation, I think last week, two weeks ago, which by the way, is like way later than any university or any company did. They like really took their time. And I, you know, there's part of me that was like, oh, you released this during a pandemic, or it would have been completed after yeah. March Madness, after people were not looking at college it, college news, whatever. But they said they received three hundred and thirty-six uh That's thousand a lot of dollars money. in donations. It's, you know, it's actually, I don't think it's not, it is. Oh. $336,000 in donations from the late financier Mm -hmm. and convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, uh, including a 1990 gift of the Wexner Center's membership fund that was disclosed (laughs) in July, July of There are, by the way, a lot of Wexner Centers around the country. Yeah, so I guess my point about OSU is um, I've got some questions because Wexner and Epstein have been involved since the 80s, Mm -hmm. right? Wexner has been, I would say, intimately involved in the Ohio State athletic program for a very long time. Intimately is a strong choice of word there. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I'm... Allegedly, intimately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, um, I, you know, I think there's more to this story. Yeah. Is what I mean, I'm saying. There have been rumors uh, about Leslie Wexner's alleged, capital A, alleged, uh, let's say, predilections towards uh, younger men. Um, and mm. uh, allegedly, including Jeffrey Epstein himself. Uh, and I would say just... Judging by certainly how many scandals have um, emerged out of college athletics programs in the past few years, uh, that would certainly be something to look into, especially in relationship to his money. Because if we know anything, it's that college athletics programs are willing to overlook quite a lot if the money keeps flowing in. Well, I am particularly, I mean, we have to then mention there is there was a huge scandal at Ohio State University. <laughs> With Dr. Richard Strauss, I mean, he was uh, um, he was employed in the athletic department. I mean, oh my God, I twenty five, twenty years, and mm-hmm. um, there was that huge investigation last year that said that he abused like, I mean, I want to say it was like one hundred and seventy five students that yeah. I mean came forward. So, and, and you know, from my understanding and people I've talked to, and none of this you know, again, alleged people that I've talked to is that there's, there's a lot more here. And so I have some questions about 
money and influence and what's what's going on at Ohio State University? Because again, and this is just one thing I'll say, because, you know, I'm a big sports person, so I know these things. Although this doesn't take a smart, you know, big sports person to know. But, um, you know, again, Ohio State University has one of the top athletic programs in the country, and that requires a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of money to be made in college athletic programs, right? The yeah, college no, football, well, college basketball, these are massive, massive programs that bring in millions and millions of dollars a year. Except like, for, of course, the players. Well, of course not. Not them. That's how they make the money. Yeah. But uh, no. So, you know, there's incentives here to, like I said, do bullshit disclosures about, oh, it's just a couple donations or... You know, how much money was of Epstein's was laundered through Wexner to keep it off of Epstein mm-hmm. so it didn't show up in this investigation? And how much is aiding an athletic department that already had a massive sex abuse scandal? I don't yeah. know. These are my questions. Where is the lamestream media? I'm sure we got plenty of rowdy frat boy college listeners at Ohio State University. Mm. I need you all to become football players <laughs> and get to the bottom of no, this. No, don't, because I worry about your health. Actually, you know what? I do not want you to become football players. Yeah. Uh, I want don't you to become... No smashums. Yes. And I can't say what I was about to say next. Okay. Uh, I will text it to you guys afterwards, but it was very <laughs> funny. It's just, it would be inappropriate. Not, it's not a sex thing. Amazon.com. Revenues, revenues, revenues. work week. Amazon.com. Revenues, revenues, revenues. Amazon.com. Revenues, revenues, revenues. work week. Amazon.com. So we have something coming up right now that is not by any means a loose end, but it is one of those strange little details of this case that I uh, I come back to every so often and just reread a story about because I cannot believe it's real because it's 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 uh, fairly strange uh, in in uh, the Virgin Islands. In fact, right next to Jeffrey Epstein's Little St. James uh, is a boat. And it is a boat that is, is, is pretty unique, certainly in the Virgin Islands, possibly in the world. It is a boat that sells pizza. <laughs> Started by Tara and Sasha Bowie, and their fucking name is Bowie? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is so weird. This is the kind of stuff where I'm like, man, I don't even, this feels like a QAnon. Well, check this out. This is from Bloomberg. It was just another whimsical turn. First of all, <laughs> lame. If dude, if my wife and I were described as whimsical, if I was Tara and mm. Sasha Bowie, by the way, literally don't know which one's which. I'm just kidding. Sasha's the dude. Uh, <laughs> if I if I was like if my career path was described as whimsical, I would put a 38 special right through my fucking forehead. Just 10 years ago, Sasha, now 38, was an MIT graduate toiling mm. away in a cubicle at Standard and Poor's where he worked as a computer programmer for five years. Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck about the rest so of the So he was life. an MIT graduate working on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and his wife decided to go work on charter boats. Actually, can't really fault them for that because, for God's sake, Standard & Poor's. Uh, the couple began scouting out boats, and on the island of Tortola, they chanced upon a 37-foot sailing-slash-motorboat called Pagan. And uh, a pizza restaurant was born. They they are they were selling pizza. Uh, they they still appear to be around. You can find their Shopify. It's called Pizza Pie Pie. Like the uh, what is it? A number? Yeah, I hate that shit, man. There's a place in San Francisco called that. It's like Pie Bar, but it's oh, like that, the that, sign, that, and it's like. like a- Guys, fucking nerds. Every, every there's like five pizza places in San Francisco that all look like the inside of a gaming PC. Yeah, horrible. But okay, this is like this is the stuff that really does feel like QAnon. 
or yeah. like doesn't fe- it feels like a fake like okay I can see how QAnon is real because this is real because you're like how is there a pizza boat next to the sex trafficking island I'm telling you it's the cosmic unconsciousness like I it know. is it is it is little I'm really with you on that it's the invisible web it's the, it's the only thing web. that makes sense I am literally using Carl Jung to solve Jeffrey Epstein. I think that's the right method. I have to go to an eight-year college course to figure this out. I don't think that's true. I think you could be self-taught. Yeah, I'm just it's it's difficult, you know. I'm it, but but yeah, this is one of those things that's like it haunts me. Not in any way that like I think that like I don't think that they had children in the motorboat. Although you know, never rule anything out allegedly. Uh, but it's like it, it just drives me fucking crazy I to know. think about. Uh, also, the pizza doesn't look that great. Yeah, it doesn't I, I, look like they really cared about But also, okay, here's my other thing. Mm-hmm. Who's ordering pizza when you're in the water? Well, they started the restaurant because they were, like, one night they were too tired to row to shore. And so they, uh, and they didn't have any food. So this is, I'll tell you what though. They have, the name of their pizza, the Cubano? Never, oh, that's a sandwich. No, that's a pizza. Actually, I really can't tell. They have chicken on the pizza. And let me tell you, chicken on a pizza is a fucking crime. Yeah, that's a perversion. Horrible, horrible. That's probably worse than anything we've talked about. Yeah. That's like weird little detail. Yeah. Um, Wait, this is another very weird detail that I think about a lot. Mm -hmm. There's a 53-pound shredder that Jeffrey Epstein not only bought but then tried to ship to the virgin islands this was by the way literally like a week and a half after he signed the plea deal <laughs> like with acosta in 2000 uh, by the way by sh- shredder meaning like a paper shredder yes but so- 53 pounds 53 pounds how big is the shredder well, 53 pounds, probably as big as... I shouldn't say that. As <laughs> no, any but of my, okay, any I know get, you're going to make a joke, but I'm being serious. Like, that's a big shredder. It's a big fucking shredder. What are and, you shredding? Oh, How much are you shredding? I mean, I, I have worked with industrial shredders one time in my life because, you know, I'm paperless, baby. Um, but that seems like it could shred more than just paper. Oh, you mean like paper. a Carol Baskin situation? I don't necessarily. I think. I think with that, they would probably weight people down and put them in the water. Yeah, I don't think that. That's. I, the thing. I don't I think just he wanted was... to make that reference. Yes. Yeah. Classic little reference. Oh. Uh, but I do think that possibly mm, computer parts, because mm. there was a subpoena issued for his computer in 2007, or for his computers in 2007. And uh, that was never carried out. Oh, like so they're the going to put the mainframe in there. Exactly. They're shredding the mainframe. Wait, so question, because mm-hmm. you said that you worked with a industrial shredder. Mm-hmm. What's, what's that like? So those are, those are big boys. It fucking rocked. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was, it was, it was in a word, thrilling. But like, so... We just, you just could just toss paper. any motherfucking thing in there and it would really? shred. I mean... Not anything, but like, yeah, you can shred. Like we were, we were just shredding like giant reams of paper. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could cl- easily shred CD, anything, like computer oh. parts, whatever. If you wanted something just like destroyed to not be put back together again, that's the way to do it. Damn, shredding. He also sent out. Uh, I believe it was a tile extractor that weighed one hundred ninety. Oh pounds. yeah, that was very. Scary. That that there's an ominous vibe to yeah, that. Yeah. So that was basically like industrial cleaning tile scrubber. Yeah. So, be, but it was like, uh, how how big was it? You said 193 pounds. Okay. So that's like. Excuse me. 191. What are you getting out of the tile? He's a grout man. Hmm. He's uh he's doing he decided to join IBEW and he's doing electrician shredder and a grouter yeah exactly so he's you know he's working on the wiring under the house mm. uh no I mean that that one was I was like ah oh, there might be some some bones wait so what's it for well it's for cleaning and that means a pretty deep clean 
Yeah. Um, so what he wanted What kind to, of stains was he trying to get out? You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, judging by the sort of interior shots we got from the drone uh, of his little temple uh, and his house, I, I feel like the man probably was pretty messy in his going-ons. It's not clear whether it's sustainable. It's a fool without end. Turning on your home computer. Turning... Turning on your home computer to make money for the first step. Turning on your home computer to make money. So that brings us to what's not really a loose end, but there's a detail in here that uh, has stuck with me in a fairly major way since I first read this. Uh, we're talking, of course, about a guy, a little background, named Vikram Chatwal. Yeah. Now, I don't think we've ever talked about him before. No. Uh, he is, in a word, a baller playboy pimp. All one word. <laughs> Hyphenated. <laughs> uh, Vikram Chatwal is, like like all great men, and I'm thinking here of the Trump sons, uh, the, the, the fail son. And I mean, this guy is the fail son to end all. He makes Hunter Biden look like dog shit. Or makes him look like success story. Actually, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, by the way, I should not say dog around this guy. So you'll, you'll see in a second. Uh, he <laughs> is, uh, basically the, the scion of a family hotel chain whose, whose contribution to the, uh, I've never heard of any of these hotels. Hampshire Hotels and Resorts? Nah, I don't know. Hampshire? Never heard of that shit. I'm not a big hotel guy. I'm a big, you know me, I'm an underpass, overpass guy. <laughs> I do overpasses. Uh, but he he came up with a little chain called the uh, Dream and Time Hotels, uh, mm. based in Manhattan. Which is, by the way, the dumbest fucking names for hotels. Hey, I'm staying at the Dream Hotel. Get out of here. The Dream Hotel was a big thing. It was? Yeah, I stayed at it once in New York or Vegas. One of oh, them. there's multiple ones. I think so, yeah. The one at, in New York, it's they were so goofy because this was like, I can't remember when they, when it was like late 2000s, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, they kind of looked like the inside of an iPod. Classic. So, it, or it was like you know, like Virgin Airlines, where it's like everything's white and kind of like a like you know, Zahadid, like amorphous, and then like electric pink light. It mm-hmm. looks like so stupid. It's like weird, like future fake future pod world. Love it. Yeah, it was really it was really dorky. Well, you know what this guy was doing in there? Hmm. Fucking Lindsay Lohan. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he dated Lindsay Lohan, which is the true sign. Of a player and a gentleman, Lindsay. I, 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 this was before she just fully became uh, like a golf queen. Um, but Vikram, Vikram's a bit of a playboy. Uh, mm. Dated Lindsay Lohan, obviously. By the way, any person that was da- seen, has been seen dating Lindsay Lohan after her sort of like original breakdown is a piece of shit. That was uh, like it's it, it, taking advantage of of somebody. I, I believe like extremely, very much taking advantage of somebody. Uh, and this guy, however, was not the most stable himself. He was very famous for doing something that uh, hopefully none of our listeners have done, which was uh, setting a dog on fire. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> well, this is from page six. He cornered my dog walker and repeatedly tried to attack her and set the dogs on fire using an improvised flamethrower. This case involved the defendant <laughs> running out on the street screaming, the dogs must die, and lighting the dog on fire, said Assistant District Attorney Aaron Satterwhite. The witness said the defendant lit one of the dogs on fire. He is also on video holding a can, so probably like a can of uh, manic panic hairspray. I don't know if they make hairspray. The dogs did have to be treated at the ASPCA. Outside the courtroom, Chatwell's co-counsel, Mark J. Heller, said the hotelier was bipolar and currently taking antidepressant medication that may alter the way he acts. I know a lot of bipolar people. Not one of them has set a dog on fire. That's the, awful. Well, That's this, so awful. Check this out. The antidepressant medication has a side effect of disorientation, Heller said. He himself has had a more emotional experience than the dogs. Well, you don't know that. 
Yeah, in brackets. You don't know any. You don't know the interior of dogs. This is just more anti-dog bullshit. So his dad is actually known as the Indian Bill Clinton, uh, according to a family friend, who says it's because he knows who everyone is, says hello to everybody, and says hello to the help. That's like kind of a weird comparison, but that's even weirder because isn't doesn't Vikram have a little bit of a or he has a little bit of a connection with the Clintons, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, his parents are like pretty good friends with Bill Clinton. They have him over at their house, or Bill and Hillary Clinton. They have him over at their house all the time. So okay, so we've got this crazy fail son mm-hmm. who's lighting dogs on fire and. Like, creating pod hotels while fucking Lindsay Lohan. Correct. His dad is also in business with the Clintons? He was actually one of the Clintons' top donors. uh, Soft money donors, they call it. He contributed $2,100,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, to her Senate campaign. uh, Which is uh, quite a lot of money for a Senate campaign. Yeah, they seem to kind of party a bunch together, actually. And with it sounds like, I bet people are asking, what does this have to do with Epstein? Some old friends of ours. Yes. So this is from, and I, I think we should just, I actually think you should just read this out loud. Okay. Uh, because um, this is one of the most psychotic, off-the-wall things that I've ever read in my entire life. All right. So this is from a society piece. I asked what his, meaning uh, uh, well. I asked what his social life had been like recently. And he mentioned a dinner party at the Manhattan townhouse of Lady Ghislaine Maxwell, the daughter of the late British media baron, Robert Maxwell. The guest of honor, said Mr. Chatwell, was Prince Andrew who told a, quote, quite humorous joke involving Pepto-Bismol and his brother Prince Charles's girlfriend, Camilla Parker Bowles. Side note, that is, like, so British humor, which is oh. just, like, there can actually be no humorous joke involving Pepto-Bismol. I'm thinking the only thing that, 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 that I can think of is it turns your uh, stool black. Um, but that's not funny. That's exactly. That's like the only thing that's like uh, yeah. that would be kind of unnerving to see, I guess. So the British not funny. Anyway, no. uh, okay, continue on. Then Miss Maxwell told a story about how she flew a Black Hawk helicopter in Colombia and fired a rocket into a supposed terrorist camp. I want to pause on that real quick. <laughs> Should we just, should I just repeat that? Yes, please. Okay. Then Miss Maxwell told a story about how she flew a Black Hawk helicopter in Colombia and fired a rocket into a supposed terrorist camp. Uh, that seems to be a pretty important detail that I have been, <laughs> we read, we first read this piece a long time ago and it comes to me in the middle of the night mm-hmm. often. Because yeah. as we know, uh, Jeffrey Epstein paid for Ghislaine Maxwell to actually get her uh, her her helicopter pilot's license. In fact, she flew their helicopter quite often. Uh, the one, of course, we should mention, this is, uh, I think we mentioned this on the show before. It had uh, basically shag carpeting. It was it would, it, what is known as cuddle benches on it. So, okay, question. Mm-hmm. What is Ghislaine doing flying a Black Hawk helicopter in Colombia? So glad you mentioned that. So glad you mentioned that. Of course, there are two main, quote-unquote, terrorist organizations in Colombia. There's the FARC, which is the FARC, and there is the ELN, which is the uh, National Liberation Army, Revolutionary Armed Force of Colombia. I don't know why I just said FARC. It's the FARC. Whatever. Uh, they are both uh, left-wing, uh, let's say, guerrilla organizations who, uh, <laughs> you know, have unorthodox methods of finance that are not available to those of us in countries where certain crops are not grown. Um, but flying a Blackhawk helicopter in Colombia and firing a rocket at a, a terrorist camp is is very strange. I, I, I don't really know 
why a person would be afforded that opportunity. Now, it should be it should be mentioned. I actually meant to mention this earlier. There is a picture of Ghislaine Maxwell with Fidel Castro in Jeffrey Epstein's house, uh, which I always thought was was rather strange. And I'm like, how could you betray Fidel's vision like this? Uh, it is. I'm of course he didn't know who she was, but it is is astounding. I mean, the first basically instance I can find of Blackhawks being sent to Colombia were actually by Bill Clinton in the year 2000. I'm sorry, good a- friend and possibly ex-boyfriend of Gilly Maxwell? Absolutely. Uh, so maybe it's a little a little wink wink and a nudge to her. Maybe he let her fly him down there. Oh uh, my God. I mean, this is true. Bill Clinton sent $1.28 billion emergency aid program to Colombia in January of 2000, including a fleet of Blackhawk helicopters. And so one does wonder how she's afforded that opportunity. I mean, it's not one that's, uh, uh, let's say, given to civilians often, right? Like, you've never done that, have you, Liz? No, not that I remember. No. And so it seems, it seems, it's insane. I'm sorry, fired a rocket into a supposed terrorist camp. Fired a rocket. So, okay, question. Yes. Is she flying or is she shooting? Well, I, I, as far as I understand, now, you know I'm not a helicopter guy. I'm a plane no, man. No, I'm no. a plane I, man. I don't trust helicopters. Absolutely. People literally always crash in them. Look, yeah, Kobe, mm-hmm. which that was, you know, that was very hard for me. Yeah. You were, lo- you were with me when, you know, we found that out. We did a show that day. I know. That was really fucked up. Uh, but anyway. I don't yeah. trust helicopters. No one get in a helicopter. No more helicopters. I mean, here's the thing. Basically, if you're getting in a helicopter, unless it is going to a casino to place a very large bet and- Oh, like uh, in the movie. Yeah. I mean, and I felt really freaked out because like, I dated that chick in the movie. Okay, okay. And it was- Okay. So, I-, I, I <laughs> Sorry. I really- That would rock if that was true. <laughs> that would be so fucking cool. That would be so fucking cool. Oh my god, stop it. Whatever, dude. I'm like him in that. I'm also Jewish and probably other traits he has. Which is not one number one of those could be dating Julia Fox. Anyways, right. it is they are they're always crashing. You're always getting into nefarious purposes. It is, let's say, true and on, we're anti-helicopter. Yeah, anti-helites. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, uh, Liz, I think you should. <laughs> Uh, because that does not end there. I think you should finish reading. Oh, uh, man. All right. This so the story here. continues. <laughs> this is such the... This is probably the most fucked up sentence any human being has uttered. Ever. Ghislaine is just the most rockin' babe I've ever met. Jesus. Fuck. She blew up a tank. That is amazing. After that, my perception of her completely changed. I said, you have to be the coolest person alive. Okay. Where to begin? First of all, I just want to make a, a little uh, factual I mean, I, oh, go fact on. check here. I don't think that the FARC have tanks. They would be rather useless just in general uh, for their needs. Uh, but often... You know, civvies will call any sort of armored vehicle a tank. So maybe he just doesn't know. She could be liar, liar, prince on fire. I, you know, there's something about, that doesn't ring true to me, the tank part, but there's something about. The helicopter that makes sense. You know, you know, I trust my, let's say, spiritual perception. Yeah, me too. I got great intuition. Mm -hmm. And I am, I'm scrying this event. And I can see the outlines of it, and I can see her soul doing it. Into, Me too. It's like she's got her that like short black hair, just kind of like up, and she's her, like kind of like it's like Tank Girl, but in a helicopter. Her bake light bracelets are like going up and down her wrists as she's moving the yeah, control sticks yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, but it's like kind of like hot pants, maybe. Oh, awful, awful, just disgusting. Awful. Okay, other fact check. Mm-hmm. Most rockin' babe. I've ever met. So I, I actually wanted to fact check this at first too because I was like, well, she's not the most rockin' babe. That's Liz. But, but you've never met Chatwell. I know. That's true. I was thinking that when I said it. But then I was thinking, I kind of like the phrase rockin' babe. Mm-hmm. That needs to come back. We got to start calling things more like rockin'. That's There's rockin'. A, I'm sorry. If you – this is 
I don't know how to tell you that. First of all, things are rocking. But this veers us dangerously close to rockability. And I, I'm not saying that we're at rockability yet, but like, you know, these are stormy seas we're on here. Yeah, but time, you know, history's moving, and that's that might true. be where we're headed. That's yeah. In fact, rockabilly is is so it's something kind of from back, the like kind of the like psycho Billy David Lynch vibes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of back. Like, I am psycho Billy. <laughs> um, this is a fucking psychotic thing to say. Yeah. Um, anyone who knows anything about uh, Kelly Maxwell and Black Hawk helicopters in Colombia. DM the true non account. If you were part of a death squad in Colombia in the early 2000s, <laughs> please. We'd ca- like to talk to you. DM me and I will give you my personal phone number. <laughs> you have to be the coolest person alive. So, I, again, I, I have reread this article. By the way, please, if you have not read it, look it up. It's called uh, Turban Cowboy, which... No fucking... He's Sikh, but still, it's such a weird thing to say. Uh, you can find it if you just look that up, a Turban Cowboy Vikram. I think it's in The Observer uh, from the early 2000s. It is just... It is a hell of an article in its own right. But uh, Vikram, if you want to if you want to give me something in the ballpark of $800 million, I can finally start my trough restaurant. I can do it in one of your bars, your hotels, what I don't know, whatever they are, and I guarantee it will make you tens of hundreds of dollars. Too, that we didn't yeah. get to, but yeah. we, we we only got through like half of the things we had. I know we'll come back and add to it because there is a lot more stuff. We should mention, probably should have mentioned this at the top of the show, but that there was a judgment uh, yesterday, this morning, uh, by the Supreme Court in New York that mm-hmm. basically ruled that they would not be. Or that the that Jeffrey Epstein's plea deal was totally fine, and that all the immunity that basically there was nothing wrong with the um, immunity deal in the original Epstein case. Yeah, if you guys remember, Acosta negotiated from from the perspective of the state the all time worst plea deal of all time, and from the perspective of a pedophile, the greatest plea deal of all time because it gave immunity to illegal immunity to all unindicted co-conspirators and indicted co-conspirators in this case. So basically none of the people, none of the Larry Viscasi, none of the pilots, Ghislaine Maxwell can ever get in trouble for what occurred in Florida. Yeah. So this is, um, this is what uh, Julie K. Brown wrote this morning. Despite calling the Jeffrey Epstein case a national disgrace, federal appeals court has ruled against Epstein's victims, saying that his plea deal, which included immunity for his co-conspirators, was legally executed. So two-to-one decision, and it said the rights of crime victims do not attach to the case until a defendant, in this case Epstein, is indicted. Now, of course... You know, that deal was negotiated before any indictment happened. And so they're saying that none of the victims have claim to that immunity being dropped so that more charges could be brought to those co-conspirators. Uh, it is, it is, uh, uh, that, I'll, I'll say, Ghislaine Maxwell is having a glass of Manischewitz in Tel Aviv tonight. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, you know, that's the real, like, death nail, I would say, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, certainly for those charges, absolutely. It is, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, I'm no legal expert, uh, despite my years studying law in prison for regular crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Th- this seems, 
I'm sure it was designed this way when he got he get I mean his lawyer he was represented by Kenneth Starr and Alan Dershowitz and I, I'm sure that they thought of this when they were negotiating the plea deal in the first place absolutely. Well, on that note, which is less fun as the rock and babe Gilly Maxwell. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, I've officially gotten to it where I can do 400 push-ups in a row. Okay. Yeah. I would like to see that. Uh, I can't do it in front of other people. <laughs> I, I can only do it because I can only do it one-handed. And if I try to hold the phone, um, I just drop it. It floats off my weight equilibrium. Oh, right. And we're, but we're on the computer. I know, but my computer's on my desk and I can't, what am I supposed to do? Push-ups in a chair? I mean, I do do push-ups against... I mean, it's a lap. It's a laptop. You can move it. Yeah, but it's hooked up to the charger that's on the desk. (laughs) I can't move the charger. I mean, it would have no power if this wasn't plugged in. Oh, it it, did. Girls are so fucking dumb. You think that, like, oh, laptops are just, like, they can just, like, go off. Liz, when you take a light bulb out of the fucking light socket, do you think you can just turn the light switch on and it goes on? All right, muscle man. Yeah, thank you. That's that's all that's that's all I want. And yes, I am Muslim. <laughs> okay, on that note, I'm Liz. I'm Brace. We're joined by producer Young Chopsky does the music and uh well, Liz, sing us out, honey. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Office theme song, cut it. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.